Welcome everybody to the Fandom Nights podcast, YouTube channel, everything. Fandom Nights, where we break down pop culture one fandom at a time. I'm Chris. I'm Marvin. And I'm the Martian. (laughs) (laughs) And today we're talking about Avatar The Last Airbender, book two, episode nine, Bitter Work. Um, Just in case my teacher sees this, my name is Dustin, so you can give me credit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Anyways uh, Dustin, take us through the story What about your little intro? Oh, I can read the, the synopsis, but we're going through Oh, it. Your, your title and, or did you Oh, I did. Oh I, did oh, I didn't say that it was released on June 2nd, yeah, 2006 I look forward to this, Chris June 2nd, 2006, that was like I think that's the day or the day before I graduated high school Yeah Yeah, yeah. Right around there I think it was June 6th, actually, 2006 So, <laughs> yep that shows how old I am. Dustin, let's uh, talk about something Avatar related. That was 14 years ago. <laughs> There's been like four presidents since. <laughs> ah. Just kidding, only like three. Yeah. Well, Anyways. Technically well, technically four. Joe Biden. No. Yeah. We won't get into that. <laughs> You're the one who was like, let's only talk about I was Avatar literally stuff. just thinking about that. If we talk about anything else, I'm gonna put I'm gonna cut it and just kibosh it. So right. it opens with the gang sleeping because from the last episode, they needed it, right? <laughs> yes. yes. Oh. And Aang is excited for learning earthbending. Just just pumped. Mm-hmm. And then Top also as pumped. She comes out of her tent, just like, Who's ready for some earthbending? <laughs> yeah. And so uh uh, Sokka is sleeping, still sleeping, and Toph is like, yeah, we'll try to do the earthbending as quietly as possible. I'm like, yeah, we're going to shake the ground as quietly right, as possible. Right, I know, <laughs> exactly. That's why I was glad that she hit, uh, was it, did she hit Katara up, or was it Sokka? Sokka. Sokka oh, yeah, up. Big, yeah. And then she la- he landed on Katara? No, I think he just landed on the ground, because oh, he was still okay. in his sleeping yeah. bag. Oh, yeah, then he gets up and storms off. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um... So, um, Aang is, like, all super excited to start learning all these crazy advanced moves, and Toph mm-hmm. is like, let's move a rock first. Yeah. And Aang is like, sounds good, sounds good. Yep, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> all right. And, he's, and then Toph says the key to earthbending is the stance. Mm-hmm. And then all I got after that is flashes to a flashback of Iroh, cut, cut to Iroh, and it's a small flashback of Iroh and his son, Tyr. And uh, just as quickly as it pans... It pans to the present, at present Iroh, and he said he would love to see his son again someday. Mm-hmm. So, just sad. Yeah. Anything Iroh and sadness, just... I know, he's like the happiest, like, jolly guy, but he has such a tragic backstory. It's like, it's like It's like Kyle from Last Man Standing. Just the most happy-go-lucky yeah, guy. Yeah, He's like a dog. It took me a second, I'm like, who are you talking about? But, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so, Iroh said Azula is crazy and needs to go down to Zuko. <laughs> He's like, well, maybe she's, maybe I'm just misunderstanding, or you'd probably tell me that I should get along with my sister. No, she's crazy. <laughs> yeah, get her out of here. She is down. Uh, and he's like, all right, Zuko, you need to begin your training once more. Mm-hmm. I like this because Zuko's giving him tea, and it's so bad. And I didn't catch this at first, but Rosie caught it. He, like, sipped the tea, and he's like, oh, it's actually really good. And he throws it out the window behind him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it happens so quick. I'm like, did I just see that? <laughs> <sighs> and uh, pans back to Team Avatar, and Katara points out to Toph that she's been teaching Aang for a while now. 
and he reacts with positive reinforcement and gentle nudges in the right direction. <laughs> and Toph responds with, thanks, Katara, I'll try that. And immediately just goes all boot camp drill sergeant. <laughs> <laughs> all right, twinkle Toph. <laughs> I, put, I put this on here. Toph is pushy, LOL. Toph is pushy. <laughs> pushy? Yeah. That's an understatement. She, well, she's just constantly, like, literally pushing him. Like, mm-hmm. you need to get, get your stance right. Get your stance right. And just push, push, push. And he's make just sure so he's, airy. Sure he's dead. Right, yeah. And the her version of teaching like seems all harsh, but like you need to do this, yeah. especially to an airbender who's all bloaty and you know not sturdy with his stance and stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's the complete opposite of training he's used to, and that's like the complete Earth is the complete opposite of there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little tidbit for knowledge. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> Just so you know. Earth is heavy and air is not. So then it goes through these uh, collage of scenes of Aang slowly <laughs> learning and getting better with all mm-hmm. these different earthbending techniques. Uh, Sokka goes out and looks for food and falls into a hole. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I, I wrote those down as two earthbending because I thought that Toph was messing with him at first. Oh really? Because he like went into the ground and then he like went to attack it again and it went into the ground again. So I thought Toph was like... Well Toph was there the whole time, remember? Uh, but in that, s- I know, I'm yeah, okay. I'm, yeah, okay. Like, <laughs> I'm just trying to tease you now. <laughs> oh, I just thought yeah. that was good though. Falls into the hole. So, so- what did Saka do this episode? He was in a hole. <laughs> I know. But I don't. We'll get to it. But he le- he learns a lot. He does. He does learn a lot. He swore to become a vegetarian yeah. too. <laughs> oh, I I thought this was confusing though. Uh, it what? cuts back to Iroh. And he says, lightning is a calm form of firebending. Does he say that? Yeah, I swear. Hmm. I could be wrong, but I swear he says, lightning is the calm form of firebending. Let me check the quotes. Yeah. Yeah. I could be wrong, but... Hmm. Um, Yeah, so Iro lightning bending was cool to see. Zuko, Thales. Yeah, is this when he tries to lightning bend? The first... Yeah. And he's just like, exploded in my face, just like everything always does. And like you're like man, we're just learning some firebending here. Like, but really? he's he's going through so much, and that's what the cool thing about this episode is: is mm-hmm. Zuko's going through so much turmoil. And obviously, uh, Iroh brings this up later, but he's going through so much turmoil that like him trying to split those two cheese or whatever. It, right. There's so much turmoil in him that he can't even do that, and he just he's he's getting he's losing it in this episode. Zuko is starting to lose it in this episode. Oh yeah, yeah. And it. Again, like I said last episode, when Zuko loses it, I'm like, I, it just connects me with the, the episode so much, and this is a really good one, because, man, Zuko hit hard sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so the exact quote that you're looking for, Dustin, is, lightning is a pure expression of firebending without aggression. It is not fueled by rage or emotion the way other firebending is. Some oh, call lightning the cold-blooded fire. <laughs> <laughs> a synonym for everything you're just saying with well, calm. <laughs> it, he says it is precise and deadly like a Zula. To perform this, the technique requires peace of mind. Mm. Which is interesting because Zula is just like rage filled, I feel like, all the time, but maybe not. Maybe he's reading her wrong. Once again, precise I and fuels, deadly. I think yeah. she fuels on the rage, though. Huh. That's how. Like, I've, I was, I don't know what I was watching, but some, she was like, I, oh, it was uh, Gina from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. She was like, I fuel on dysfunction. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like some people must just fuel on weird things. I don't know. <laughs> In that same quote is, Zuko responds, I see, that's why we're drinking tea, to calm the mind. And I was like, ah, yes, good point. Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> I mean, yes. 
<laughs> well, you know what would have been really cool to see uh, Zuko and Korra like making some tea or something. Or maybe he did. I just don't remember. But mm. to see him making some like jasmine tea or something like that. That would be cool. cool. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but anyways, back to the story. Uh, Toph's test of the boulder. <laughs> you gotta stop this boulder it's before terrifying. it comes down. Oh yeah, it's a little easy. Let me put that blindfold yeah. on you. What you saying? You should take it a little easy on him. Oh, or no, isn't there an easier way to do this? Oh, actually, there is a better way. Yeah, <laughs> isn't there a better blindfold? Blindfold. <laughs> uh, pans back to Iroh, and Iroh basically says that uh, Zuko must let go of his shame. In order, mm. you know, like you were saying, mm-hmm. split the teachings. You gotta let go of your shame and let go of everything you're worried about in order to, like, I don't know, advance forward in life. Yeah. I guess his his. This is my wise saying for this episode too. I mean, Iroh's just wise all over the place, but especially now that he's getting a lot more screen time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and he's like in the teacher role and stuff. I know. Now Zuko's actually willing to learn stuff from him and, and everything instead of Zuko thinking he's. I mean, whatever. But he, Iroh says in this. Pride is not the opposite of shame, but it's source. I'm like, yeah. Like, you think pride and shame are completely opposites, but it's no, you can't have shame unless you have pride and it's broken. It's kind of like the, like, it reminds me of the saying, like, when people talk about love and, like, what's the opposite of love? It's not hate, it's indifference. Like, it, it, this saying reminded me of the same type of, like, oh, yeah, it's not the opposite of that. But, no. Hmm. Oh. Very wise, Iroh. Depth with Chris. <laughs> uh, Sokka makes a new friend, and, uh, and it's that little uh, saber-tooth mouth line thing. Yeah, the whole time I'm like, what the heck is this? I'm going to have to look it up, and then Aang comes in, and he's like, oh, oh, uh, what does he say to Aang? It's a saber-tooth moose lion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or moose, yeah, moose lion. A baby saber-tooth moose lion cub. Right. <laughs> But he, he vows to be a vegetarian, like I said earlier, if he makes it out of this alive. Yeah. Which he does, so we got to count to see how many times he eats meat the rest of the time. Oh. Or see if he truly is a vegetarian. What do if we he see? Is? Do we see him eat meat the rest of this series? Mm, we'll, have to, we'll have to keep track. Keep an eye on that. Yeah. I'm sure he does. <laughs> yes. He's like... Uh, learn through my, learn through no, my no, computer. No, no, uh, It's, it's yep. specifically... Uh, you, you see him eating uh, uh, meat during the uh, Ember Island. Oh. Uh, play, like dur- in between, like oh, scene. Could be tofu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, Katara points out, or no, it's not, I don't think it was Katara. Yeah, Katara points out that Earth is the natural opposite of air, and that's why it's so hard for Aang to learn Earth bending. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to Iroh, and he says that fire is the element of power. They ha- uh, the Fire Nation has desire and the will and the energy to achieve what they want. Earth is of substance. They are persistent and enduring. They are very diverse and strong. Mm. Air is the element of freedom and detached from worldly concerns. And has a- and they also have a good senses of humor. Yeah. <laughs> Water is the element of change. And it can adapt to many changes that are filled with community and love. And mm. holds them together through anything. Mm. So very spiritual people. Yeah. Uh, he also says it is important to draw wisdom from many different places. If we take it from only one place, it becomes rigid and stale. Yeah. And I like how Zuko's like, this sounds like Avatar talk, and he's like all doctrinal about it, but the only way all these four, these four societies were meant to live in harmony together, and that's what Iroh's getting at. Like, it's not meant to be the Fire Nation ruling everyone like you've been taught. 
that's why I'm kind of introducing you to all this stuff, and that it was just good. Mm-hmm. Again, you can see Zuko at least hearing it now, and then it, he'll like start putting it into practice later. But when I was listening to this conversation, it almost made me think of when it's actually a, a project I'm working on for school too. But mm-hmm. it reminded me of Han and Chewie from Force Awakens when they first come on the Falcon and they say, "Chewie, we're home," mm-hmm. and then they're telling. Ray and Finn all about Luke and the Jedi and how yeah. it's all real and stuff like that mm-hmm. and I just kind of hmm. felt the same way yeah. where Iroh was just like this is how the way it is and like it's this is the truth essentially yeah and same with like Han telling Finn or uh, Finn and Ray like oh yeah all the stories with the Jedi it's, yeah. it's literally all true yeah and it's so crazy for Han too because he was the most hardened like none of this mumbo jumbo stuff is real yeah. and then he lives through all this experience with the Skywalkers mm-hmm. and he's like it's all true like yeah. everything which is kind of like Iroh too because he heard all these stories and stuff but he's like no this is the way we're going to conquer we're going to be the ruling nation but then when he gets broken down and his son dies and he has to go through this whole spiritual journey and stuff he's like whoa no the avatar and the four elements living in harmony it's all true like he's he just learned all truth. that stuff right yeah it's just cool seeing a, a getting a glimpse into his oh, super into uh, Han Solo Iroh loses his son, and Han Solo technically loses his son to the dark side. And that's when they begin their spiritual path down a new realization. I don't know how spiritual Han got, but okay. I mean, he, <laughs> he, he, went, he went back to smuggling. You're right. He went, he went right back, back. to his true self. <laughs> he discovered his I true suppose. self. <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's a good parallel between that scene. I didn't put that together. I like it. Yeah. Um, Thanks for watching, guys. Yeah. Um, so after that, um, the technique that Iroh is going to show Zuko next is waterbending influenced. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts right back to the gang, and they notice that Sokka isn't back yet, so they go out and look for Sokka, and then all of a sudden Aang just, like, stumbles upon Sokka, and, mm. uh, doesn't, like, proceed to try to get him out or anything, just starts t- talking to him about his problems <laughs> yeah. for the day. I like how he literally <laughs> sits down right next to him, like, oh, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> I'm glad you're here, man. I just need someone to vent to, man. Today Sorry, it just like, sucks. oh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, he just keeps saying, like... Uh, like keeps... I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. Oh, yeah, that must... <laughs> that must really suck, man. I-, I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> um... Oh, yeah, when he's stuck in there before Aang comes, I forgot... Dang it. Oh, yeah. When he's stuck in there before Aang comes, he's like, Oh, I, I'm always the, the meat and sarcasm guy, but I'm going to be the veggies and straight talk guy. <laughs> and then as, and as soon as Aang comes, he's like, Aang, do you got any meat? <laughs> instantly switches. So maybe he does. It was a good thought, though. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, Aang was giving this speech to Sokka about the trouble he's having. Oh, and with. we skipped over the, like, uh, Toph taking... Like, just really, really pushing Aang and, like, being a bully because mm-hmm. he, she needs him to stand up for himself in order to be an earthbender. This is so, where this is where she takes his staff, Yeah, right? she takes his staff Starts and cracking is cracking the, the, using as a nutcracker. And Aang's like, oh, stop, no, it's a delicate instrument. And it just re- reminded me of that one scene in the one episode where Aang pried off a, a steel grate with the thing. Dude, he's done like, so many things with that yeah. staff. He pried off a steel grate, he stabs it into cliff sides. He's like, oh, it's a delicate instrument, it can't crack a nut. Aang, you're fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, he used it. He uses it to airbend like fireballs from the Fire Nation <laughs> yeah. left and right. Yeah. Like, nope, this is a delicate like antique but, instrument. Okay, okay. all right. <laughs> um. So yeah, 
Sokka has this new pal called Fufu Cuddly Poops. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Fufu Cuddly Poops? Meat Ang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, the saber tooth uh, moose lion cub <laughs> that they he met. Um, so then <laughs> it cuts back to Zuko and he tells him that the waterbenders deal with the flow of energy mm-hmm. and that the stomach is called the Sea of Chi, but in mine, in Iroh's case, it's a vast ocean. <laughs> Uh, Iroh tells him to uh, feel the flow. And he, like waves yeah. his arms like they're both that. Like, they're both like practicing. He's like, you got it? You got it? Doing the feel the, the, the flow. flow. <laughs> feel the flow. Uh, so Zuko then, uh, after training for Iroh's... I'm sorry, man. I don't know what the heck's happening with this stupid thing. It's all right. We're going to take a pause after this one. Let it cool down. So Zuko uh, thinks he's ready to deal with real lightning. And Iroh's like, are you crazy? That's dangerous. Like, I'm not going to shoot lightning at you. I hope you never have to use this ability. <laughs> and Zuko, being stubborn as he is, he leaves mm-hmm. Iroh once more. Yep. With no hesitation, mind you. He's like, just ready to just, just drop like, him. Just like, I'm ready to yeah. kill Azula now. Like, Bye. Yeah. <laughs> this this is the guy who's like the type of like student who's like, yeah, we've been training with like these wooden swords all day. Like, uh-huh. give me a real one, uh, dude. You've been here for like three hours. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down. I'm not gonna shoot lightning at you. It's like I'm not gonna shoot a gun <laughs> yeah. at you. <laughs> so then we get the scene of uh, Aang facing the mother moose lion saber tooth yeah. thing, whatever. Those things get scary. So big man. Dude, that was like a house. Yeah. Um, that was frightening. I was like, oh man, they're in tr-. I thought it was a Pokemon, to be honest, at first. <laughs> that totally looks like one. <laughs> but, uh, so the yeah. The evolved form of the Moose Lion. <laughs> Aang keeps, like, dodging and evading or whatever, and then it finally, like, he finally gets this look in his eyes, and he starts, mm-hmm. and he stands his ground, and t- it pans to Top, who's apparently been sitting there the well, whole he's time. Well, earth- he still airbends, but he does, like, an earthbending stance, because his-, his stance is good, and he does the move right. that Top wanted him to use against the rock, mm-hmm. but he airbends and then Toph's sitting there yeah <laughs> right and you, you see Toph smirk <laughs> I love those like cool anime like just half side face shots of yeah. smirking one little one. just like, just like... <laughs> <laughs> um so uh Aang learns the Toph's lesson and then Sakura's like okay can you guys get me out of here and Aang's like no problem buddy and Toph's like whoa 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 you're still a little early you might crush him. <laughs> like let me do this man <laughs> I love how she, again, the whole bullying thing. Like, she's bullying him so he stands up for himself. And as soon as he does stand up for himself, gets a stand. Earthband, right now. Whoa, what are you talking about? Just do it. You're in this right frame of mind. Do it. And he does it. And it, I don't know, it just pays off so well. Like, the whole setup and payoff of this episode. Right. And then the next scene is Aang saying, Katara, look what I can do. And he like, yeah. cuts a boulder in half. <laughs> and then That's... Katara goes over to the top and is like, you tried the positive reinforcement there, didn't you? <laughs> and Toph yeah. was like, yep. <laughs> that that was like the the funniest part of the episode. Because Sokka's oh, yeah. like, I was stuck in the ground all day. And it was really hard. But you know what? I learned. And then Aang cuts him off. So- yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look what I learned. Yeah, and yeah. like the whole Sokka story, just everything he learned, everything he went through through the day, just Man. gets cut off. Nothing. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, gosh. Uh, the final scene is it cuts to Zuko on top of the mountain and in the middle of a lightning storm, and he's begging the lightning to, like, strike him yeah. so he can practice the redirect thing. Mm-hmm. And I said, Zuko is just dangerously low at this point in life. He's just seeking power or any kind of 
I don't even know what, really what he's seeking. Seeking power, but I don't like think assurance. He's, he's getting desperate. And oh yeah. This scene is the first time so far. Okay. This scene is the first time so far that I've gotten like a little bit emotional watching this show. Like now, but like you know, like when you kind of get emotional, it's like oh, it's rising up and then it's gone. But but I'm like oh my gosh, this scene when he's yelling at the sky, basically at the universe or God or whatever in this situation. Like, strike me. You've never held back before. Like, <laughs> bruh. What the heck was that? Strike me. You've never held back before. And the, the, the he's just yelling that, like, the universe has never held back at all or, or stopped. And he's always been downtrodden his entire life. And now the one time he's he wants it to strike him because he wants to learn something from it or whatever, it, again, doesn't work for him. And it just, like... and. It's raining and stuff, and then all of a sudden he closes his eyes and that tear falls out of his eye. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, cry in the shower so no one can see your tears or whatever type of thing. Right. Like, that's exactly what he's doing. Yeah. But I think this is the first time he really just lets loose and, like, lets himself, like, feel all these conflicting things. So, again, it just shows how he's opening up, but he's beca- he's being more himself now than he ever has been. Do you been think maybe this hiding. is his lowest point? So far, yes. I don't. Yeah. I don't remember if he gets any lower, but I think this. If I remember right, I think this is kind of his lowest point. And he starts building up from here. Obviously, right. he goes back to the Fire Nation and even with his sister and all that stuff again. But I think from this point on, he starts kind of building on extra layers. You know, mm-hmm. like he's been because then they really go so to Boston and say he's actually like a good person for right. quite a while. Right. Yeah, so, so I think there is. I think this might be his lowest point, and he's just angry at I the universe, angry at everything. And right. again, we've all kind of been there, especially in, at Zuko's age in your teenage years. You're just angry because you're angry, and you don't know why, and you haven't but again, figured it out yet. Imagine going through all this growth and living so poor or whatever, yeah. you know, compared to what they royalty, yeah. right? and then all of a sudden Azula's like, again, like you're welcome back home, like. Father wants you back, and right. he falls for it again, like right. later down the road. Yeah. So it's just like in a blink of an instance. No matter how much character growth, sometimes what you desperately wanted before is still in the back of your mind. Yeah. So his honor is yeah. still there. I I don't know. The, the whole Zuko journey is just everyone's talked about it, but it's what makes this show so great. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I don't know. Th- this scene really like hit me hard. I'm like, man. All right. Yep. And it, it it for me, even though it didn't pay off at all, it had so much payoff for me because it's just him training, just like Aang is training. Aang trains. He gets all his powers. He's like, oh, look what I can do. Like everything's great in my world. <laughs> but in his world, he trains and trains. He does this move with Iroh over and over again. He doesn't get to test it out. And he's like, you know what? I'm gonna go test it out myself. And he goes and does it himself. He still doesn't get to test it out. I, I was like watching that end scene and I'm like, oh, so this is where the lightning's going to strike him and he's going to be like, yeah, I am powerful, but it like ends just like, ah, and it's done. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's the perfect way it could have ended because if he would have gotten struck by lightning and he would have redirected it or something like that, it would have just been him proving like, see, I am powerful and I can be like Azula, but no, he, he needs to be something better than Azula mm-hmm. and that's what this ending of the episode turned into for me so because it didn't pay off i feel like it paid off even more <laughs> in in my opinion so yeah very good episode i really like this one um so oh man the last episode i didn't even go through bending numbers oh crap <laughs> dang we're just off our game today i'm sorry <laughs> 
Oh, just really quick, last episode. <laughs> 10 of water, 18 of earth, 58 of fire, and 12 of airs. Alright, done. Uh, you can ignore that, because they'll have no... That's for episode 8. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen to this far into this episode, and you're wondering about the bending numbers from the last episode... <laughs> there you go. I might edit it into it or something like that. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's go through and rate the episode, because i got to count these. This episode numbers. was a training and learning episode for both Aang and Zuko. They both learned new skills. The only difference is being that Aang had the right moment to learn with his friend in danger, and Zuko seeks out his danger, and it didn't attack the lightning, and therefore he failed and didn't really get the true message, which is, uh, well, he has to be better than Azula, or just patience in general, I guess, too. Uh, the rising action is Sokka getting stuck, <laughs> even for the whole gang, but Sokka realizes it. <laughs> I would say that the rising action, uh, I would say that's the rising action for the plot. The climax is when Sokka's in danger from the moose, Sabretooth Lion, Moose Lion Club thing. Moose Lion Club? Club? Sabretooth cub. Lion Moose Cub. Well, from the mother, not Baby Sabretooth Lion Moose Cub. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, the following action would be Aang learning to hold his ground and uh, learning to be steady, having the stance, and then probably for Zuko not learning and being patient and failing. Uh, they each train in some way but failed in the outcome. Because, mm. yes, Aang did airbend and learn the stance, but he didn't earthbend, maybe. Mm-hmm. But he learned what it takes to be an earthbender, right, so he, right. he definitely had quantifiable character growth, you know. Uh, so what would you rate the, the overall arc of this one? Because there's a lot of arcs, but because there's so many arcs and because they all weave in, in together so well and the parallels between Zuko's training and Aang's, like, mm-hmm. I rated this a 10. Like, it was just perfect story arc, in my opinion. But I'll do it a 9. <laughs> okay. Just because nothing in this world is perfect but God. So we're never rating anything 10. Got it. Uh, execution, <laughs> pacing, pacing, vision, and was it overall entertaining? I rated it a 10 again because... 9.9. Like, Nothing's perfect. Oh God, gosh. <laughs> it's so easy to irritate. So, because <clears throat> the pacing I thought was good, even the cuts back and forth, sometimes you're like, I just want to look at this one character, like stop going back and forth. Mm-hmm. But this one, again, because of the parallels was good, and the, the vision of it, like the overall vision of the series, this episode has payoff in that because it builds to the overall series, you know? Yeah, I can agree. So, so what would you rate the execution of the plot? Nine. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then the writing? Nine. Nine. Okay. Characters and originality, all that stuff. Nothing's ever perfect. Nothing's ever perfect. <laughs> what are you gonna? You just—I feel like you're just doing this the best. It, it, of the it year. can't be perfect, Chris, unless it's the finale of the series. That's perfect. Or like the finale of the seasons, those are perfect. But these random episodes, not perfect. Really, I feel like the random episodes can be more perfect than the finale because there's so much writing in the finales. Yeah, and that's why it's so anticipated and so hmm. loved. Uh, okay, so the performance for me, the delivery—was it effective, emotional, or plausible? 10. <laughs> you didn't even put 10 for most of these. Well, yeah. So, here's... For me, the arc and the execution and all that stuff, that was all 10s, but you went 9s. I'm, so I'm going gonna, gonna to tell you tell what, this what, right what, now, Chris. What are the 9s for you? The highest... I'm ranking Even on IMDb, the highest rated episode for this entire series is only a 9.9. Nothing gets a 10. Yeah. 
I know. Nothing can Obviously, be perfect. Nothing's going to be perfect. But I'm saying However, it's However the very last episode is a 9.9. 9. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm saying nothing can be perfect. But aspects, <laughs> nothing can be perfect, but aspects of an episode can be perfect, in my opinion. Like, the arc of this episode, in my opinion, was perfect. But, I don't know. You could, if you wanted to sit here off screen and nitpick, I yeah, could find yeah, some yeah. little problem that didn't make right. it perfect. So. Right. So... Uh, the, the delivery, emotional, uh, you know, effective, plausible. Again, this was a heavy Zuko episode, and his whole uh, resolution, not resolution thing, and the emotion behind everything he said, and uh, Aang learning, and all this different stuff. I, I gave it a ten out of that. The action, that one I rated lower because like the blocking and the stunts and where everyone was all the time, and it just seem kind of all over the place to me but that's just my opinion so I, I just thought it was passable so seven uh and then the believability so the character development <laughs> the presence and how they interpreted their characters i rated the 10 it was really good great performances i mean it's very yeah, emotional Zuko was a little complaining but <laughs> when, <laughs> is, when isn't he though like he's always complaining though. about something that's his character except yeah, for not perfect <laughs> except for the episode uh Zuko alone he doesn't come actually like outwardly complain about anything hmm. he just like sulks the whole thing. yeah <laughs> uh okay so sherman the production the sound score music mix, uh, everything i i thought it was just passable i just give it a yeah because like i mean listen yeah i need a picture of this or something yeah, i'll send it to you um sound i mean this one like i i enjoyed the I'm gonna give this one an eight because, like, I love the 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 little like comedic stuff that they do with yeah. Sokka because, okay. like, adding those just made that like every part of like each one of his little like snippets even better. Yeah. And I'm just like, mm. he's <laughs> he he was just there for the comedic effect, which was, which was very needed in this episode, right? Yeah. <laughs> especially well, especially after the last few episodes. Yeah. Like. I mean, you go from... You <laughs> I, go from, I just want to be in the writer's room where they're like, we gotta do something that's funny in this episode. What, well, you have, Zuko, doing you have what Zuko do? alone, and then the chase. Let's just put him in a hole. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually probably what they did. <laughs> what is that guy gonna do? Let's He's getting stuck in a hole. <laughs> Perfect character right here. Uh, the visuals. Framing, camera motion, editing, all that stuff. Um, I'd give this one... I'd give it an eight. Yeah. Like there wasn't a ton of like uh, crazy bending in this one. Yeah. But like uh, when Zuko's like out by himself, like and he runs away, like mm -hmm. seeing him like in a storm is like was super cool. Yeah. It's like literally the world is crying on this guy. Like, <laughs> I was hoping a music video would just start breaking out. <laughs> But the Pokemon theme song. I want to be the very best. <laughs> no, no, no. Because, because like, he just feels broken. For so, like, no, no, no. It'd be, it'd be, uh, it'd be, like, some, like, super sad ballad. Because, like, when, like, yeah. he doesn't get hit by lightning, he's just sitting there, like, it'd be, like, some, like. I wonder if he was trying to kill himself in that moment. Actually, now that I say Highly that, unlikely. Now that I say that, I think that I've seen a, a fan theory where someone was saying that he was trying to kill himself right there. Because he's at his lowest point. Obviously, if he would have not killed himself and pulled off the move, he would have been just as happy. But he's like, I either want to die or pull off this move. Like, I, I need to... One of those things is going to happen. So those, I mean, 
once again, I'm trying, so not going any off any goofs for editing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like I'd, I'd keep this one on an eight. Okay. Like there wasn't anything like super weird about this one. Yeah, that's that's how I rated it too. Uh, <laughs> well, what did you notice? <laughs> did you see any goofs? Uh, I didn't actually notice this one. I like I saw uh, somebody pointed it out though, and I was yeah. like, I didn't even notice that one. But yeah. Um, Cause like when uh, Toph takes uh, Sokka's belt to like use as a blindfold, uh-huh. there's another belt. Oh really? In the background, yeah. That was a belt. It was just a piece of cloth. There's a well, belt. He doesn't like. That's all they use. Oh. I think the belt is more or less a concept, more of a design. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Yeah, I guess. Whatever goes around your waist is a belt, really. Whatever, yeah. Keep your yeah. clothes up. I don't know. Whatever keeps your clothes up. Instead yeah. of whatever floats your boat, whatever keeps your clothes up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and then the effects. The sets, props, visual effects, whatever. Um, I'm going to keep this one at an 8. Like, there wasn't anything, like, major... Um, I did like yeah, I, the, I, I, the yeah. sets, at, at, like, with the fact that, like, the story kept it at a parallel between, like, Aang and Zuko's, like, training uh, at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, similar settings. On, yeah. like, where they are. Mm-hmm. I guess, like, they're all in, like, a deserty area anyways, but... Yeah. Um, okay, and then, uh, overall, we all rate this one. I want to say... I'm just going to say nine, because no, it's not perfect, because there are issues that I have, like, with the with some minor things, but... Writing and story-wise, it's almost perfect, in my opinion, but I'd just say nine, because nothing's ever perfect. Nope. You're correct. Good observation. I'll do an 8.9. Okay. I was going to say 8.5, but alright. <laughs> Nothing, like, major, besides, like, Zuko's, like, you know... I think we have to decide on that solid number, like, just for this one, because it, it, it just makes it a little hard to rate the final thing, but... So... Um, if we're having to choose single numbers, I'm mm-hmm. choosing 8. An 8? Only a Sith deals in absolutes. <laughs> yes. 8.5. It, it makes the math easier. Yeah, That's the whole pre- purpose. So, eight. you said 8.5, you said 8.8, and I said 9. So, 8.8, basically. So, yeah. Uh, so, it's a 9 point... No, 8.6. Excuse me. 8.6 total. Alright. Chris, do you got bending numbers for this episode? I do. Have, <laughs> thank you for reminding me. <laughs> In this episode, there was three of water, uh, 32 of earth, very earth-heavy episode, only three of fire, and then 12 of air. So, you know, gross. Is that you? <laughs> I didn't even fart or anything. That was literally just my stomach oh, rumbling. Whoa. It's <laughs> like from one side. I kind of uh, hope that picked up on the, on the... over there. <laughs> On that side, so I thought it was a fart. So yeah, that was the bending numbers in this episode. Uh, Dustin, take us out. <laughs> Please. What were we talking about? <laughs> oh, there's a yeah. over here. Get us out of this episode. <laughs> Get us out of here. This is terrible. All right, thank you guys for watch, er, watching and listening to this episode of uh, Phantom Nights, of our coverage of our uh, walkthrough of Avatar, Last mm-hmm. Airbender. Um, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram and Twitter and join our Facebook group and subscribe to iTunes and podca- iTunes and Spotify podcasts. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyways. 
And uh, yeah, I think that's about it, guys. Yep. So thank you, guys. Appa. Yep, yep. yep.